Potentially the third last episode of Richo, Brownie and Hummer ever. There's three more to go this season. Who knows what will happen if the off-season. We might not all be back. The show might not be going ahead. So this Jeez. is might be your third you last to chance to now. listen. No, can I'm just well, saying. Can you let me know if I'm not going to be here? I'm just saying. If you're thinking about listening, because there's a lot of great podcasts out there, this might be the third last opportunity you have. And it is such a big show, Richo. Brownie won't know this because he hasn't looked at the run sheet, but yep. there is two full sheets. Oh, the slots content. in there, hum. It's the a big, big there. show. Let's kick what things sort of off. numbers do we drag in on our podcast? 20,000 a week-ish. It's hard to t- Why collate them. you more. go forward with that then? It sounds like Hum's leaving us. I, I feel Matthew. like Hum. No, I'm not leaving. I'm just saying that a lot of maybe Who are we going to get as a replacement? Maybe he's got some more HR issues we don't know about. <laughs> There's a lot of HR issues with this man. I've never I've never worked with a man with more HR this, issues. Randy, I'm, I've got to stop you there. This I have. There was the there was the SEN incident, <laughs> and that was it. I have okay. never been pulled in for HR. For, yes, I understand. I've probably I've been I've well, flying very what, close to the sun. I'll, I'll jump. But <laughs> I, I've never had a warning. I'll jump down the rundown a bit. We won't. Do, we'll do it later. But we're going to find. You've got a little um, integrity test of people with the Uber ratings. We will. It I'll, shows your true character. Well, what we'll your see, Uber rating is. We'll see is. how Hummer goes. We'll with do that it later. Well, before we get to that, let's have a quick recap of the games because we had one excellent game, one stinker. Yeah, over the weekend. yeah, I think it was pretty predictable, wasn't it, Nate? The semi-finals. I mean, when I turned on the the TV to, to watch Friday night footy last week, and I see Jesse Hogan sitting there and he's not going to play, I thought, mm, no, he, that was it. I mean, they've got too many injuries. You had a player coming in for the Giants who hadn't played a proper game since yeah. uh, May, so it was always going to be hard for them. And then Saturday night was a ripper, wasn't it? It was. They missed obviously Toby Green. That goes without saying. But they played good enough. To yeah. be in the game for various yeah, parts, and if they had have had Hogan, had have had Green, um, I just think they brought in Phil Davis, who I didn't think was ready to play football. Mm. He looked a little bit proppy for me, Phil Davis. But the other game was an absolute ripper, and I've never seen a game executed skill-wise like that. That was brilliant kicking. Two sides that are able to kick the football. Yeah. Um, Bontem Pally's kicking was outstanding. Caleb mm. Daniel, then you had Daniel Rich from the back yeah. end. Just the the high quality of that. Final. I don't think you're going to see a final as good as that again for a long time. And it was a shame there was a loser, but at the end of the day, the dogs took their chances. 14 more inside 50s for the Lions, and they shot themselves in the foot time and time again with allowing the Bulldogs midfielders so much space. I I thought... They didn't. They didn't respect the Bulldogs midfielders, so they didn't respect Bonapelli. They definitely yeah. didn't respect McRae, and they didn't respect um, uh, Bailey Smith on the outside. So and those they, three players they let run and gave no respect to, and they paid the price. And they, they'd struggled the week before against Melbourne to man up in the midfield as well. The, the two moments in that game that I loved were Bailey Smith's left foot goal out to the boundary line, mm. his third goal to basically win them the game. What a star he is! Yeah. And then down the other end, when Taylor it went Gerard. down, Taylor Gerard, when that ball got out in front of Charlie, yep. you just thought, game yeah. over. Imagine yep. the size of his freckle. When that <laughs> it would have been <laughs> contracting oh like you wouldn't believe. But the gods shined on him because there was a bounce that went back yeah, towards his, his way. His foot. And it wasn't good play by Taylor. It was just luck that the ball bounced back and it hit his foot. He hung on though, didn't he? he but 
He took goal side. Cameron he made sure he had put a gap side. on him when that ball went backwards and yeah. Taylor would have been going, oh, thank God for that. Yeah. That's that's Aussie <laughs> rules footy, though, yeah. isn't it? That's like Stevie Milne and yep. that granny, the well, bounce. Two big stories from two of the biggest players in the game from uh, came from that one. Marcus Bontempelli, does he play? Steve-O, who is, uh, you know, good luck He's finding an, another job, Steve-O, because he left Channel 7, went to old Michael O'Brien, and now Michael O'Brien's been sacked. So Steve-O is doing nothing but tweeting about the Bulldogs. He <laughs> assures his Twitter fans or followers that the Bont will well, play. Well, if you believe anyone on Western Bulldogs issues, you believe Mark Stevens. He, he normally has the mail there. Look, I think he'll be sore, the Bont, with that PCL injury, but they'll get him up, won't they, Brownie? Bit of jungle juice, Matthew. Yeah. Get oh. straight in there. He'll be very sore after the game as well, but I, I tend to think he's going to play. Yeah. It's too big of a game not to play. Pre, uh, uh, regular season game, Marcus Bonapelli be out. He would not play. So, um, Do you reckon he plays forward a little bit more? Because last week they only took six marks inside 50. You don't win many games taking six marks inside 50. And I just thought that uh, Shaki and English had no effect in the yeah. air forward. If he's fit I'd, to play, I'd play though, forward a bit if more. he's fit to play, you probably start him in the midfield. But this is a side, though. Like, it was only two weeks ago. They led Port Adelaide 112 mm. minutes of 119. Yeah. So they were in front the whole game. Port kicked the last three goals, won the game. The odds are well and truly in Port's yeah. favour this time being at home. Bottom Pally, injury concerns, obviously. But the Dogs, for the very large part, of the best side in it with Melbourne. So this is going to be a cracking game. Lockie Neal has officially told Brisbane that he uh, wants to... Has he officially told them? There's varying reports on that. I Brisbane... think he has now. I th- has yeah, he? Yep, that Brisbane I have come out and said that. Today or was that yesterday? Uh, last, I saw something last night on, right. on social media. Right. We were well, recording yeah. on Wednesday. Sort of, mate, look, I can see why they're doing it. I mean, if you're looking to start a family and, you know, his wife's family's back in Perth and it's so... Un- they haven't been able to get back to Perth as a family through this whole COVID situation. So I guess with the uncertainty surrounding that... Perhaps that's the reason they want ben to get Dixon back. Ben Dixon had a very good point uh, on this last He's 29, night. though. He said that he go. Yeah, he said, ask Lockie Neal, okay, are you happy to go to West Coast? If the answer is no, then this is not just about moving home. That's Do you good, agree with that? Yeah, that's a good... Well, I'd imagine if the right deal came up at either West Coast or Fremantle, Lockie Neal's got to accept that. Um, the moment somebody says... I want to move for family, I want to move yeah. for my wife, and you, I want to bring up my that. family. Yeah. It's almost the, the the conversation's over. It's like, okay, how do, how do we do the deal? I know right. Caro last night questioned Lockie Neal and his motives to say that he was blaming the wife, which yeah. wasn't good enough. But, I mean, it's a family decision. It is. Lockie Neal isn't going to move back for just a small reason. It is his family. Yeah. And unfortunately, as soon as anyone says that, you can't question it. You can't question it. And if her family's back in Western Australia and she wants to bring up her kids and you got this COVID uncertainty, I can see why they want to go home. Who would you ask for? I'd be asking for Sarong or Brayshaw, and they're not yeah. going to give up one of those two. No, they're not going to. But uh, it allows Nat Fife to play forward yeah. a lot more, which yeah. I, I think is really good for Fremantle. Yeah. Quick look at the games coming up. Friday night, Melbourne, Geelong. Melbourne very short, $1.49. The Cats, $2.65. We're struggling here at Sportsbet to take a cent on the Cats, I, I just, even at the price. Yeah, I, and I can see why, Hum. I mean, defence normally wins big games of finals, right? And Melbourne are clearly the best defence in the comp. It's going to take Hawkins or Cameron to kick mm. five, I reckon. If one of those two can kick five and get a hold of um, mm. Petty or Stephen Maylever will do the third man in on Rowan. I think it's going to take another five-goal haul, and I just it just doesn't happen against Melbourne this year. Nobody kicks goals against yeah. them. But again, this is a side that only two weeks ago was 44 yeah, 40, points yep. in front, being down in Geelong, obviously. Um, 
Are Geelong's midfield playing well enough? Dangerfield so. is a little bit injured. Sol- Selwood isn't playing great football. Duncan's just coming back, so he's playing the quarterback role. Guthrie's it- playing pretty solid footy. Guthrie's yeah. pl- playing pretty good footy, but they need enough supply for those two big forwards or the three big forwards yeah. to kick a winning score. Do they get it? I think they've got to tag um, Oliver. I think they have to. I think they have to tag Oliver to take him out of the game because he's the generator. I mean. Eight, ten weeks ago, I would have said Petrarca's your man. You have to tag tag yeah. Petrarca. But I think now it's changed. Oliver uses the ball so well. He's running out of contest, so he's 15, 20 metres. Then he's using the football. He was always at get it, handball it, get it out of my hands as quickly as possible. Now he's a damaging player and they've got to stop him. If they can stop him, I think they're a chance. Yeah, I think there's two players in the finals that need to be tagged and it's Oliver and Liberatore because they're similar. They're, they're the first hands on the ball and it starts everything. So, yeah, I'd tag Oliver, but I, I think Melbourne win. They're my tip in this one. Similar odds in the second prelim, but different punting behaviour. We're In fact, we've taken quite a bit of cash on the doggies at $2.78, Port $1.45. Are you thinking Jeez. this one will be a bit closer? How flat? Will Port be if they lose two home prelim finals in a row? It's oh. all it's all there for them. They've got their own fans yep. on their own home ground. They haven't had to leave. They've been sitting in Adelaide. Yep. They've been in their own homes. It's set up perfectly for them. They really should win this game. The Dogs have been in Launceston. They've been in Perth and flying back to mm-hmm. Adelaide for the game. If the Dogs win this, it is an incredible performance. Oh, I just think Port will wear them down. I think they'll just they'll be a contested game, get it forward, and I'm not sure the dogs will be able to get back through the other way. I think I think Port win this. It's one. hard without Bond. If Bond doesn't play, you watch that Brisbane mm. game and he monstered the midfield. Every time that Bond and Pally was around the ball, you just thought he was going to get it, whether it was a tap over the top or extracting the ball, giving it out, and then he found himself on the end of it. So it's such a big guy around the stoppages to not have. like You can't replace him if he's not in there. But if he does play, I'm keen on the dogs purely for the fact that you look at Port Adelaide's forward line, they've got one big guy, which is Charlie Dixon. And if he doesn't mark, he likes to bring the ball to ground. Alex Keith is in enormous form. Mm. Then they do have the ground-level players to hurt the dogs. But so too did Brisbane. Brisbane had those players and Brisbane had McCarthy. They had Cameron, who was on fire early. Um, They had Cockatoo. They had all these young, quick players. That's what Port Adelaide have. And the Dogs were able to handle that last week. They were able to handle that no problems. I when I look at the both midfields, I think the Dogs have got a superior midfield. If Wines and Boak don't get enough of the football, I think the Dogs will hurt them. That means that Amon's got to have a massive game. That means Houston's got to have a massive game. So if they can win the midfield battle, yeah, I think the Dogs win. Yeah, I, I don't think the Dogs can kick enough goals this week. Norton only kicked one last week. Shaki kicked one. English didn't hit the scoreboard. Waitman's out, who's been... Really creative. Is he confirmed out? Yeah, confirmed out with concussion. Mm. Um, Libba kicked two last week. Smith kicked three. McRae kicked one. They got six midfield goals. I don't know if they can do that again. So, look, I wouldn't surprise me if the Dogs caused an upset. They're that sort of team. But I just think at home and uh, I just think the weight of numbers, I think their small forwards are better than the Dogs. I, I think Port just. Last year, Brownie, you did a show called On the Brownlow. And I think yep. to uh, put it nicely, it's – wasn't that accurate? Well, we got the winner. This is the well, big Why do you like to year? bag the On the Brownlow show last year? It, now, you know you're bagging like it, pe- other people that work now, at this organisation. I'm just saying, all I'm, I'm pointing out the data that, yes, you had the winner, mm. but other than that... I'll tell you what, Hump. You were 
you were the some of the predictions made and some of the the leading uh, the leading team score of votes right. were awful. Some of the so head to got, heads. So who are you, are you having a go at me? I'm not having a go at anyone. Or are you having a go at somebody else? We, I'm just having a go with the data that you guys presented. I think you need to be a bit more respectful to other people that work in this well, organisation. Well, I'm just calling a spade a spade, and that it wasn't that accurate. But this year, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, oh, you a lot have of taken, work's gone into this. You have taken. That, a bit more control, and this is more your. This is all brownie. This is all well, I thought I'd do the Brownlow track out at the start of the year. So, yeah. I would see three games live, and I'd probably watch three on the TV, and then I'll rely on oh, coaches' you don't watch votes. Them all. You don't watch all um, the games. Oh, that's it. You back. should have disclosed that. Hey? You can't you say should, that. You should have disclosed but, that at the very start. I watch all the games, How many but games I watch them. Last year? I watch six or seven live, and then I go back and probably have a look at the other ones that I haven't seen. Before is, the, that, is that clear enough? Before the award-winning uh, on the Brownlow last year, how many games did you watch? Because well, I think that's important. Hey, how many games? <laughs> what was your process? I wouldn't have watched last all year? games last year. No, no. But have this you watched year? more this year than last year? Oh, what I'm just trying to say absolutely. is absolutely. I think that I've had a look at it. I've, I've been tracking your progress. All right. All year. Well, let's you have should a have a lot more faith in on the Brownlow this year. Well, let's have a look at last it. year. This is my Brownlow, and by G, is it tight at the top? Marcus Bontempelli in for nine best on grounds. Now, if the umpires have him in for twos in these games, I've got it completely wrong. Clayton Oliver gets the most gut votes in game, so. I've got them coming even. A tie. Uh, a tie. I've got a tie at the moment. And then two f- back from that is Ollie Wines. Jack Steele, put your money on him for the most votes in the last 10 games of the season. Sam Walsh is in there as well at 28. Um, his last three games took Miller, ineligible, but a massive amount of votes. So, look, some of those threes could be twos so that, and a, I could be way out. You've, that's a mate. You've got six. Seven players here within one best on ground of winning it. Oh, Jeez, that's this, a good count. This is the Spicy. tightest Brownlow of all time, Matthew. Yeah. Christian Petrarca is in there. And then you've got Merritt, Parrish, Mitchell Parker, obviously, and Jared Lyons. And I'll tell you who will go close when you're betting, and we'll put these markets up later when probably we're doing a different show. But um, Chad Wingard. Last five rounds. I've yeah. got him in for nine votes in the last yeah, five games. Really so well. have yeah. a look at Chad Wingard, last five games. I'm pretty sure we offer up those markets. We do the first five, we do the first ten, and we do the last ten as well, which will be Jack Steele. I think you're pretty right. I think you've, you'll get the one-two pretty right. It could go either way. But just that round 21 game where Big Peter Wright will probably get the three votes, the um, Dogs and Essendon, yep. is sure Bont will get a one that day? That might be the only question mark there. Mm. It is. It is. Have Oliver winning? He ended up. I'm pretty sure he had 34. He did play that night. He played well. It was a tight game. Um, I love Big Draper's game that night. I wonder if they're going to reward Peter Wright gets three. I'm pretty sure I had Merritt in for two. Um, And and one in my Brownlow tracker. I'll give you a little hint that you can have multiple players get one, and I think it evens itself out over the course of the season. Beautiful. How does that work? So you're giving, out, just you're giving out more than. Do you like that more than last Sometimes I'm giving out seven. <laughs> what? Hey, it all evens itself out, hum. No, I well look. I, I will say this: it's your, your AFL top. knowledge and your AFL punting, notwithstanding on the Brownlow last year, is very accurate. <laughs> so if you are listening, I'm going to have to go well, back and watch that we'll show. Make, like, what was wrong with it? It was just wildly inaccurate, and that's fine. That's right. That's doesn't, punting. Doesn't that's punting doesn't. that happens, and it's you know the brown load. It's very hard. That's why it is very hard to hit these big multis. But I just think this year, just ignore what happened last year and back Branch of the Hills this year. I reckon he's got it right. Level. I reckon he's got the one-two right. I like it too. All right, let's go do extra, extra read all about it. The now famous segment that was brought into by Tommy Medalia. 
Is Tommy gone outside footy classified and the Sunday footy show? Uh, well, Sez has been doing it now because okay, Tommy's good. still on baby duty. But, no, we, we've actually got quite a bit of a uh, variety this year, uh, this week. I'd be surprised if he misses a prelim despite how sore he is. Somehow they find a way to get up. Bontem Pally. Yeah, that's Matty Who? Lloyd. Matty, oh, Matty, Matty Lloyd. Lloyd. Correct. That is Matthew Lloyd. On the footy show. Yep. We've uh, been on, mate, the last two weeks. We have been. I love this club so much it's a joke. I'm not going anywhere. That is Took Miller, and I'm not sure where he said it, but he's talking about staying at the Suns after the BNF. I'll say Took Miller. It S- is? S-E-N. No, we're close. It is Took Miller, but on Richo's. Seven AFL. Seven AFL. Oh. Uh, move over, Dustin Martin. We have a 20-year-old who is going to be the new face of the league. Bailey Smith, and that's Kane Corns. And I reckon he said it on the Sunday show. show. Yeah. There you go. That's the trifecta. We're Move on. Kane Corns on uh, Bailey Smith. If we're not Bailey following Smith. the game this time of year, when are you going to be following it? And oh, I've got one more. I think it was Nick Nat taking hangers and some crazy goals, and I thought, man, this could be the game for me. Ooh. Tough one. So he, someone who admired Nick Nat, crazy hangers, this could be the game for me. I'm going to say that's someone from Western Australia, Aaron Norton, maybe, taking hangers. Mm. Really? I'm happy with that. Uh, I know it was Alir Alir on his earliest memories of watching AFL footy. Just a success story. How are they going to get around Alir Alir on uh, Saturday night? The dogs? Because he's not going to play on anyone because there's – I think you send someone to him. I yeah, think, so I think who, you sacrifice. Does so Shacky go to him? You just try and negate him. I think you sacrifice. Him. Yeah. yeah, Shacky. I think is the the man to do it's it. It's not English because he. You want him to go and try and market down yeah. there. Yeah, or you might want English in the in the ruck as well. I think he competed better than Lewis but, Young in the ruck last week. They looked better when English went into the ruck. You're right though. Like they just don't have enough tall options to make a Lear accountable. That's another worry. Yeah, doggies. It is now time to bring to a close one of the most fascinating stories in the country in terms of the this, footy landscape. This staggers us, doesn't just, it? Helen? Not just professional footy. Footy, I mean, this is including well, everything. And I speak of the Northwest Football Association down in Tassie, the league oh. that we have been following very, very closely, admittedly thanks to Rosebury Turak. That's what well, caught that, our that's attention what got our to attention. it. But then Losing since by then, 386 points every Well, week. they actually lost to one of the grand finals, fourth by 405 points you know what I did find out, year. Hum, just during the week, I spoke to a mate who lives down there about this Rosebury Turak, half the players were actually having to play two games. They were playing Brezzies and then having to play once. Good for your fitness though, yeah, Matthew. There had to be something missed. Now, imagine how bucket you <laughs> playing two games. And let me tell you, some of those blokes wouldn't be that fit nah, they're playing eight quarters. They'd have to have a durry in between oh, yeah. games. Maybe Fourth was beer. the side that finished the year on a percentage of 840. They yeah. were the side that beat a, another side by 405 points. They were the side that only lost one game for the year, coming up against Mott and Preston, the side which sensationally lost the qualifying final. So they thought they only got through because of they were the highest placed loser in, in a strange final system. Yeah. So you'd think that fourth were going to absolutely walk this through. This was their game. It was just a mere formality. They're the taking quarters. on Mott and Preston. Taking on Mott and Preston. And we'd what, lost. What had they beaten them in the regular season? They beat them by ten goals earlier in the year, and then they lost by a goal in in, in the second. That was fourth's so only loss for the only year. Only lost. They had a so lot. So Mott of and Preston's out. already beaten them. 
They had, but it was fourth. Work, so it's probably not that no, much no, of a surprise. No, it is so, Nathan. If Mott and Preston had beaten them in the, in the regular Mott season. Preston lost the Mott first round. and lost the first final. Are you final very one. surprised that they've beaten them in the grand yeah. final? Absolutely. Mott and Preston lost. How are you surprised when they've beaten them once? Mott and Preston lost to Sheffield. There's only one side beating them all year, and you're surprised they beat them again in the grand final. Let me finish what I'm saying. They lost I think the first. T-shirt lot lately. They lost. So that's what you do. You get personal when someone wants to say something. Yeah. To I don't. I don't. Mott and Preston lost the first week Gee, of finals to Sheffield. That? They lost to fifth place. Mott and Preston. Yeah, that's okay. So their fifth form wasn't place. great coming into the grand final. And they won by a kick, and they'd lost by ten goals earlier in the year. That's so okay. This was fourth. If you if we had a mark on it, fourth were a dollar five. Massive favourite. Richmond lost the last five. game of 2016 by 113 points, and then won the grand final next year. Not a great. Well, that's, a, that's a silly comparison. Totally different season. I can that is absolutely that is... see a side being beaten once for the whole year and then being beaten again by that side in the grand final. So Richmond added Prestia, yeah, Caddy just... and Nan Curvis over that summer, so they did add a bit of talent into that. Thanks, team, Peter Garrett. Well, just Doesn't he see Brownie what he, see what he just, does? I, I can't believe it anyway. Brownie sort of killed the kicker, which we were trying oh, to build up the thanks anticipation. Thanks for ruining our Despite with a percentage of 800 losing they one lost. game for the year, they've lost the big oh, dance by what 10 about my guys, points. Mott and Preston, what an effort. 9862 to Mott and Preston, 11672. You know they took into that game? The confidence that they've already beaten them once. Oh, shut the. F- <laughs> Mott and Preston, 3 1 19. They jumped out of the blocks at half time. They're up by six goals. Yeah, so so it was this sort is of a Cinderella over. story it was from Mott and Preston. Cinderella story. Now, with some of the scores that we've been seeing come out of this league, I thought it was going to be a, a joke league, right? I thought it was going to be similar to the league I play in with some unfit blokes. <laughs> the sixth, sixth division. The photos from the grand final, there was a crowd probably of 5,000 there, yeah. massive crowd, and the players were actually – like you, you can tell from still photos how good of a game how, um, they were. There was no <laughs> – was no. You can tell <laughs> well, you from can. a still photo when you've been around suburban footy as long as I have. You yeah. can tell the standard of footy okay. just by still photos, it's, just based on the rigs, kicking action. It's not marking, a bad league. Not. It it's was a actually, pretty good league. It was actually, I was pretty impressed. There's okay. one, but fourth have a lot. I'm going to bring a few still it. photos of leagues out next week. I'm going to ask. Okay, you what abso- they are. all right, there we go. Do it. Go through and find, and I, I will be able to tell you if it's first division, second division, <laughs> reserves. Easily. So the fourth footy club was flat. There's only a couple of people flatter than the fourth footy club. It's the publicans at the fourth hotel who had their night ruined. Can celebrations, which would have been well, this shattered. Was, this They'd still go back and drink. Yeah, but no. you don't. It's not, a, not been, the same. This would it's have been, you would have set up congratulations yeah. for, like it yeah. would have been decked out as if they were going to win. It was a mere yeah, formality right. and they've they've lost. Do you reckon the London Tavern in Richmond was pumping a bit more after Richmond won the grand final in 17 or after they lost the prelim to Collingwood? 100%, they? yeah. They lost, they lost some dough that night, the fourth pub. And a big shout out to Peter O'Keefe from Twitter, who actually, he was driving, he was down at the, the northwest coast Tassie for work, just driving around. I assume he's a sales rep or, or maybe a, a travelling uh, tradesman. He p- actually pulled into the fourth footy ground and took a picture of it. Here it is. Picture us on a Tuesday morning, hopefully similar on Saturday. So um, I don't think we've actually got that for the screen, but, yeah, it was a lovely photo. <laughs> he's, uh, you didn't send it through? Oh, I forgot to send it through. <laughs> what you're saying is one of our listeners – what he's saying, Nate, is one of our listeners in Hobart, which is a three-and-a-half-hour drive up to fourth, he drove up to fourth to have a look at Just the have a look at it. after well, listening to it. He did show. think that the, grand, the game was still to, to happen because he said, I hope it looks like this on Saturday, yeah. but the game had already – uh, well, so bad luck to fourth. Congratulations to Modern Preston. And we look forward to following that season next year. Now, Brownie, you alerted 
well, Richo and I and some of our listeners, we actually had a surprising amount of crypto yeah. nuffies on our on our page. But there's a thing called non fungible. What is it? Tokens. Tokens. NFTs. NFTs, which essentially, I'll describe it for the layman's man. It's a digital picture that. For some reason, people are, dis- are deciding to spend millions of yeah. dollars on for no and for no gain, and not it's, just any picture. Well, there is some is, gain. It's a pyramid scheme, and it's absolute finest because it, liken it to this. You it's think like, it's a pyramid scheme because like, you don't understand this, it? It's like pass the parcel, right? You know, yeah. when the music stops, someone unwraps it. Somewhere yeah. along the line, Someone's, somewhere's going to be holding on to this stick for yeah. two million yeah. bucks, yeah. and it's not going to be worth a cent. So people this, fear what they don't understand. So last week we checked out Nathan it's the just, e- the Ethereum rock that you yes, put up. Yes, it's the prices continuing. To go up. Let's have a look at these recent sales. So this is um, unbelievable. Five hundred and fifty-five Ethereum only five days ago. So what? How much is that in dollars? Well, you got to times it by Ethereum at the moment is around three thousand four hundred, three thousand five hundred US dollars. So, so over two million dollars. Well over two million dollars. Well over two. Which that is rock ID for forty so sold for a thousand Ethereum. You're getting that rock, a, a picture of a that picture rock. A picture of two, that rock. That's what you get for two million dollars. <laughs> Doesn't seem right, does it? I, I would no, love. I would love someone who. I know you've got a good base knowledge on this yep. stuff. I want an expert to contact us and tell us why that's worth two million dollars. It now, does seem a bit strange <laughs> that that be worth because now they've brought out sticks as well. There's, no. there's sticks. Have a look at this. Oh stick. my god! So that stick right 1. now is for sale for one point nine million. And you're right. Somebody is unwrapping a parcel at some point, and they're probably going to unwrap a parcel with a big turd in it. But so someone has paid. But someone there's people trans- making big money, hum. So I've got a funny feeling there's some dollars that have been washed through this. Someone mm. has transferred $1.9 million to another person for that stick. Yep. Someone has legitimately. going to sell it on for a little bit more well, as well. We have decided that we're going to get involved. Yes. Okay. Now, Brownie, you've, you're going to be the man for this. Yep. We have drawn up our very own NFT. If oh, we yep, get it up on the screen this. here. Oh, there it is. <laughs> have there a look at this. Is. It is the cartoon Richo you giving the You know what I'm disappointed the with? They didn't quite get the lips right. The lips are a little bit small for hey, me. I'm excited by this. Let's so this is, so for those just listening, it is a screen. We've, we've done a cartoon <laughs> up of Richo in the mould of these crappy rocks and sticks. Brownie. Yeah, we are going to put. Can you? Is it possible that you get this on this platform? How can you get it? Can we can put it on. We can put it on Open Sea. I can do that. All right. It doesn't do it cost you any money to put can on you then there. Share? We will, we'll do it next week, right? But I will tweet it as well. I'll okay. Say, this is an NFT of our man Matthew Richardson. Let's see where it gets. All right. To. So that's okay. Brandy's going to do that. When, okay. Can, can you do can it I nominate this week? a charity to donate? If anyone pays for that, yeah. We'll have to give it to charity, surely. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I'll just try and scraggle out of Brownie because Brownie's the benefactor. All right, so, Brownie, what? You're going to put it on this week. Yep. You're going to tweet it as soon as you do, and let's see if we can at least get what? one because is it a transfer? Is that I need how it works? you to retweet it as well. Yeah, I will. What, okay. Okay, I'll do that. What All are right. you calling it? It's got to have a name. What is hey? it? What is it? Richo Rock. <laughs> Richo, 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 man. Richo Bird. Richo, 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 Richo man. Richo, man. Richo Bird. Richo Bird. Okay, so we're going to put it up on this strange platform that people are getting ripped off on. We're not doing it for the money. We will donate any sales we get from we it. We know how to but put can it up. We we'll make take commission for our time. Can we? <laughs> Do you know just, how to upload it yeah, onto there? Yeah, I, I'll figure it out. Right. Yeah. So, can, and all we're aiming for is one sale. Well, like I think one we need. A lot of the Richmond nuffies to get involved. Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll retweet it for you. Yeah, hundred percent. All right. So if you're out there and you know how to do this, buy the buy the Richo bird that we're <laughs> but, putting up. So let's we'll probably set the starting price 
at a hundred bucks, right? Hundred dollars. Okay. But then, oh, that's, that's good. over the next few weeks or days, people can then resell it for whatever okay. they want as well. So it could sell five or six times. You should along create the way. a series of these football iconic figures. Mm. All right, so we're going we're gonna to put it on and then grand final week, whoever is holding the parcel of Richo Bird at the end, we'll get you on the show and we'll, we'll get you. So Someone's you've got a couple get... of weeks to get involved in Richo Bird. Hey, Brownie. Yeah. You've been doing this job a long time, haven't you? Five, nearly six years As he looks now. at the run sheet to see what this is about. No idea. So you'd think you'd, you'd, it's think not, you'd have. It's not going well with that, I've been good. Why? You, you <clears> did, <throat> like, do you just not look any further than the one – little table that we've got. So what's he all muddled up about? Well, he's all muddled up. Well, I don't even know how you could do this because, Brownie, you made a mistake on what, what was it? Was it the AFL previews or All you Access? telling the story, the, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't actually know what, I don't <laughs> actually know it, what right. show it was on. Just let, have a listen to this. I think Reece Stanley kicks a goal at some point. Robbie Gray wasn't in your All-Australian team, but he will be in my same game, Mouldy, because the last 11 games at Adelaide Oval, he's had 25-plus every game that he's played there. So put Adelaide head-to-head, Boke, and also Reece Stanley to kick a goal at any time. You're going to punt on so it. It takes no, amazing just, brain power well, we did, I might to just look have at to explain, Travis Boke and say Robbie I Gray. I have to explain for those listening. It was yeah. Brownie standing at the screen. Yeah. He turns around, looks at, in giant font, <laughs> Travis Boke, <laughs> And then you say the word Robbie Gray. Yeah, but like then, how? But then, we, then we went to the next graphic and then you actually did say Travis And nobody Gray. picked it up either. Nobody picked it up. So did that go live? No, we, we, we redubbed so it Nate's- later. I came back in. I went for a run to come back in and re-record to his, it. To his credit, though, um, he does a lot of these little pieces every day. You're going to get one wrong every yeah, now and then. Yeah, but I understand getting it wrong, but not when you're reading from a script. <laughs> when it's straight I just had, must have Robbie Gray in my head. Hey, I got a bit I, excited. No, I, I saw this, huh? This was extraordinary stuff. Now, I think we're going to have to put – this is real Nuffy areas, this one. It's it's going in the Nuffy. Joe, have a look at this. Hummer put up this uh, – he retweeted this picture from uh, at, at Vitzig, which is a train lover's uh, yeah, little paradise. Yeah, they talk about train signals and stuff a lot. So it's a picture of uh, – <laughs> It's a picture of a 4D double-deck train, right, going down a train line. So Hummer said the elation when you saw the headlights round the bend before Glens Ferry Station, knowing it would be your chariot home for the day. Magnificent memories of a magnificent train. So for our people just listening, there is a picture there of the 4D train, right? Yep. Okay, Hum. Now, you've, you've you just recently you've gone viral, don't forget, right? Yeah. So you, 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 last week you were on Twitter, and have a look at that. You had 620 likes. You yeah, had 37 cool. retweets. retweets. Now, you yep. picked up how many quote tweets. You picked up, how many picked followers up about 160 from followers from that tweet. Okay, so people were now anticipating your next tweet, right? So your very oh. next tweet was that train Could have tweet. Been massive. Let's see what you got. <laughs> <laughs> you got one like for that. What was so good about the 4D? Okay, so the 4D train. So for those of our Sydney listeners, you'd be very familiar with the 4D because it's the double-decker train. What happened was in 1993... Why is it 4D when it's only two decks, though? It's just a a model name. I actually don't know why it was called 4D, but they ended up, they bring it, they brought it down from Sydney on a truck down to Melbourne. They used it on the Belgrave Lilydale line. I grew up in Surrey Hills, went to school in Hawthorne. 93, then it went back to Sydney. 2000 or 2001, it came back yeah. and it was just magnificent. It could only go on the belgrave Lillardale line because of tunnel heights and yeah. whatnot, but it, yeah. was just, it was just such an excitement. I loved so, trains as a kid. You'd sit at Glenferry Station mm. and it would round the bend and you'd see these little headlights I and get, I'd, I'd get I get I'd that get you like them, hum, but your listeners, 
gave yeah, you I one didn't like think, for I know, it. I've probably, probably lost followers. I think you've lost followers there. <laughs> I know, it's hard. It's, Do you seriously get elated seeing a train? I love, I absolutely love trains. I, I love them to bits. Trains and planes. Extraordinary. It used to be boats, but I don't where, know. where did the love come from? When did it start? Uh, did you have model trains as a kid? Nah, never really. Uh, to yeah. be honest, it started late. Maybe I was like 19, 20. Yeah. I just, yeah, I started. I started what going, do you like more now, planes or trains? Probably trains at the moment because yeah. there's not many planes in the sky. And I, I haven't been, I haven't You've gone. been on one of those fast trains in Europe? Yeah, I've been on a lot of trains, good, but good. I haven't been to – I used to go plane spotting, but you don't do that anymore. So trains are probably taking over. Train spotting. <laughs> you remind me of a yes. couple of characters on train. Who would he be, Begby? Yep. Begby for sure. <laughs> well, I'm fired up though, uh, but not just about trains because, well, Brownie, you sent a picture. You were buying Jude a uh, – you took him to a cafe or a milk or a uh, – We were just getting a little bit bar. of uh, – we had a Vietnamese pork roll, to be honest, and then I saw in the fridge – the limited edition Blue Heaven. I haven't seen the big M Blue Heaven out for a long, long time. And I I've thought, never seen it. How good is this? You had your banana, your chocolate, your strawberry, then the Blue Heaven. I know you're a man that likes these things that come in and out. Well, no, I don't I, like that they You do want it. them there regularly. Can I, I thought it was a blue flavour, but it's actually raspberry. Can it's I, raspberry vanilla. Should I know what this is? I've never seen How it. Can you, you should know what Blue Heaven Do you know what Blue Heaven is? Never seen it. It's a been blue in milk heaven. bars since, the, like, yeah. I, I think never the 60s. You should know. The I know 60s or the 50s. flavours. I've never seen that ever before. So, Blue Heaven. Big M down in Tassie? Yeah, of course we did. Yeah, not we're not far. Well, Blue Heaven, Blue Heaven, it used to be a, a staple. It is a staple in every single cafe you go to. You so that was a regular Big yeah. M flavour, yeah. really. Well, it used to be a regular Big M flavour. Yeah, this is the problem I have well. with. Oh yeah, this is a problem I have with. I have with, you know, I've spoken at length about my problem with KFC that they bring hot and spicy chicken every three years for two weeks. It, it does my head in. It's cruel. <laughs> Big M have taken this a step further. Okay. They know that the public loves Big M. It's uh, Blue Heaven. It yeah. sells out every time it comes in. You, you, you go into supermarkets. Have you got any Blue Heaven? No, it's all sold out because it is that popular. So why don't they have it all the time then? Well, this is what I don't understand <laughs> because they're sick. They're sick in the head and they like bringing these flavours. It doesn't flavors. sell that well, hum. It if, does, though. If it sold as well as you think, they'd be selling it's it the all the time. It's the same with Doritos Burn. It's the highest selling Dorito in history. They only bring that in for two weeks, three weeks, every couple of years, and they take it away. Big they must M, know, though, they, that after they initially release it, it drops away. There, well, there it, must be a reason. I, I, there is one reason that Big M, because Big M take it a step further. They take Blue Heaven away, and then every two years they say, all right, tell it, we want to see how much you want Blue Heaven back. It's a good marketing a vote. tool then. Well, it's not, because they like seeing us beg for it. They like seeing us get on and go, please, Big M, bring us Blue Heaven back. It's It's sick. So bring what it else back do they bring? and they, leave They it. bring in the chalk berry every now and again. They That's bring crap. in the chalk banana. Those, those ones are crap. Like, I'm happy with that. Blue Heaven, so many kids, it's their favourite favourite milk. It's a great Chocolate. colour too, isn't but it? To, it is. But Chocolate to bring it in, I, I get I get the whole exclusive. It's only here for a limited time. But to bring something in and then say, we know how much you love this, but we're going to make you beg. Give us your social media vote and bring Blue Heaven back in and we might consider it. Like, get stuff, Big M. If there was any <laughs> other... Competitor, I think you're passionate like. about this. If huh? there's anything else, if I could leave Big M, I would. But no one else has got Blue Heavens. So I have to. I have to All bow right. down to your. Well, bring it back. Bring Big Bring it back Big M and back. just stop being knobs and keep it there. Same with you, KFC. Same with you, Doritos. I've had enough. Brown. what I'm bringing. Owns back. Big M, by the way. Do we know? Uh, no, it'd be some sociopath. It'd be probably Coke or something like that. Mm. I'll tell you what I'm bringing back. Uh, another issue that was raised a few weeks ago. The Balenciaga saga. Oh, it's, it's back. It's yeah. back. Now, I was tweeted. Uh, no, tweeted? Yeah, well, it's oh, 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 one of our listeners. Excuse tweeted. me. <laughs> one of our listeners uh, saw you, Nathan, walking down in uh, 
Williamstown. So no, he this, didn't see me. Yes, he did. Because I didn't have them on. Just listen. Oh. So look at this tweet here, Hum. This is from at uh, Paddy Gal 17 He said, hey, uh, sports bet Matt Richo and Richie Hum. Was walking down the Strand in Williamstown today, and who do I see? At Nathan Brown running with his fake slash real Balenciaga on. <laughs> Come on, Paddy. What are you doing? What? If you live in Williamstown, we're a tight-knit community, Patrick. You should You just called him a knob. You st- no, I didn't. Yes, you did. Maybe. maybe. So the what, question is. He, what do you need to tweet that for? The question is, Nathan, two yeah. questions actually. Yeah. Were you running in your Balenciagas? I don't go running in my Balenciagas. Sounds like you do. As in a, a fitness run. But did you, well, you must have been jogging. I could have been running to the supermarket. It could have been raining. I don't right. know. I can't remember. If you are I running. I can't 100% tell you I wasn't running so in the Balenciagas. This, my, I've, this is how I'll answer this. Maybe Maybe some, maybe Patrick saw me were, and just thought, "I'll be trying to be funny here and say that Brandy was in his blend." My, my take on this is that you were running, and if you were running in fifteen hundred dollars shoes, yeah, the biggest, yep. that means they're not real. That that actually, yeah, correct. <laughs> that does confirm. I reckon you've been caught. And you look I at Brandy. I want to be get too big. They're that <laughs> heavy. How about running? Uh, if 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 this is true, and you have actually gone for a run, not only does it confirm to Richo's point that they're Fake. They're fake because you're the biggest. You are the biggest knob in the world. If you go, I want to be running. I want people to see me. Say say the word knob. I could call you a knob if you are choosing to run. If you want to be seen running in fifteen hundred dollar runners, you're a knob. There's just no other way. Thanks very much, Patrick. Got him. Up and say good day, Williams. The top of the show. The top of the show. We we tease this. Now, this uh, admittedly, this is a, a concept from a while back. It's been done to death, but we have never done it. We thought, because you had a point that perhaps an Uber rating can, says a lot about a man. Yeah. It says a lot about your character. Or, and a, and so we want to find the lowest Uber rating in Australia. Yeah. So I said to you guys, take a snapshot of your Uber rating. Let's go through them. Let's have a look. So it appears to me, and I get more close. Ubers than both of you guys, um, that- I haven't had an Uber for 18 I'm months. A, I'm, a, I'm a nicer What's guy. What's these 10 rewards waiting? What, what rewards have you got? You can They're get not, a month's free KO, all that sort of stuff. And, oh. Well, what about your Uber Cash? I didn't know you could have Uber Cash. No, nah, work keeps giving us Uber Cash. I must have Was missed that, that one. Yeah, right. But obviously I'm a better human being and I'm nicer to my fellow human beings it's, than what you two are. It's not. So the rankings are Richo on 4.74, I'm 4.75, I would Brownie say all, 4.77. I would say we've all got similar character by that. I mean, 0.3 of, you know, that that's not a lot. Splitting but, hairs. Splitting hairs. But we, we want to find someone who's got a really poor rating because – or a really good one, like yeah. a 4.98 or something like that. So we Can want you, you to five? send your yeah. shots in to Brownie, Richo and Hummer of your poor or really good Uber rating and we'll put them up next week because we know that yeah. says who runs our graphics in the studio. She's she got down to two <laughs> at one stage. So we're going to put hers up next week. She's bounced back a bit up to four. But some issues could arise, you know, People muck around in the Ubers. People are rude. Yeah, people, people are, are drunk. drunk. Well, yeah. once you go below four point five, the Uber driver gets a warning that the person's low. So you don't now, have to a, a great it. friend of the show, Paddy Garshagan, have a look how close to the sun he's flying. Oh, he's low. Four point five, Paddy. Paddy. That's so, low. Again. I want to. I want to find someone under four. Yeah, out there. Well, I think it gets very difficult to get an Uber. So yeah, yeah high or low, send him into us on Twitter, and we'll get it up next week. Richo, what is doing your head in? And it's doing my. 
Uh, this is another little one that just bobs up every year. It's one of the usual suspects in AFL media. You know, Nate, in the media, we have this cycle and we talk about the same things every year. So every year the grand final comes up. What do we start talking about? Night grand finals. Mm. Now, last year, I think we all understood why it was in Brisbane. It was a bit of a novelty. We'll have it at night up in Brisbane. Um, but I thought most people last year, I don't think they liked it. The majority of people that I liked I, yeah, but the majority of people that I did a straw poll with, a lot just don't like it, right? So suggest- how many people did you get together to do this straw poll? I spoke to a lot of friends and I just looked at the general responses on Twitter. I reckon it would have been 70, 30 I, the night if, you go on, if you go on the AFL announcement when yeah. they announced it last night or yesterday, it'd be close to that 95% are against it, yeah. 5%. So that's us, it's doing that my head in. It's doing my head in. I just, I just hope that next year, and I'll give it another I'll give it another leaf pass this year because it's in Perth again. It's not at the MCG. But next year, let's get back to 2.45, 3 o'clock start. You can get up in the morning, you can get your barbecues ready, you can get your mates around, you have your barbecue, you watch the grand final, your kids can watch it, you can watch watch it as a family, and then when the game's over, you can go out and celebrate mm, and have correct. a good time on Saturday night, not like last year where you wouldn't have got out till midnight to the pubs and clubs. Yeah. Everyone's way too drunk by then. Day grand final, night grand final does it, my it, head it, in. It, it has 100% to. it will be day grand final when it comes back to Melbourne. Yeah. But I'm really looking forward to the night grand final at that Optus Stadium in Perth. The light show I, I th- will be good. I think that it would be a poorer event if it was in the daytime in Perth. Better in Melbourne because we have different weather, obviously. But over in Perth, nice warm night. That light show in that ground, I think, yeah, would be you, absolutely when, when outstanding. When you say the light show... It's not right? about the light show, it's, No, it's not. It's about that's the I, I've never understood... The atmosphere would be I've better. I've never understood... At night. The uh, one who no one cares... Like, no one really cares about the halftime entertainment. Let's be honest. You're watching yeah. it. If, if if they said announced, oh, because of COVID, we can't have a halftime show, I, 95% of the people watching couldn't give who a rat's cares? ass. I'm not watching it for the, the halftime The light show, show. That, that, that they keep saying, it's it, the ground's lit up so beautifully. It, like, who gives a stuff? You're watching the footy. You'd watch it if they then, brought out, like, Kings of Leon or ACDC, uh, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would, but I, I'm not watching it for that reason. Yeah, I'm like, watching it for the game. But it would add to the atmosphere if they got yeah. a massive name. Like yeah, that. but I then everyone goes, "What about the Super Bowl?" But it's not the Super Bowl. Not this the Super is different. Bowl. Super, got, I mean, Super Bowl. I'm not going to get excited. This is the AFL I mean, Grand Final. I, I, you can have the greatest light show in the world. I'm not going to get excited when Shepherds out there singing Geronimo. We, we'll put a poll out on our sports no, bet. Uh, fair point. Like that's that's the reality. They they were good. They performed. Oh, well. they are good, but it's not. They did not perform well. Yes, but yeah, I know. It's not Kings of Leon. It's not. Yeah. But we're not going to get those acts to the AFL Grand Final. No. And this, we're never going to get. And there's them. nothing more irrelevant to a footy fan. Than coming out and saying, "Oh, ratings were up nine percent from exactly. year on year." I, I, who gives a stuff? So put I don't a poll care out. People um, we'll it. announce it next week. Put a poll out on yep. when we put this pot out. And I can't wait to see Nine Eye and just pray. And I, I'm not speaking disparaging of the AFL. They're magnificent. They're magnificent partners of Sportsbet. They make great decisions most of the time. I want I'm my kids to pray. watch the granny too. Last Correct. year, the Richmond Grand Final. My wife spent the first. 45 minutes to the grand final trying to get the kids to sleep. She missed it. Like, you, yeah. Your, your kids and have got to go to bed. being a little Oz kicker, a little seven-year-old. You love footy. Yeah. You're a Melbourne fan and you, right you now, can't mate. stay up. How's Gen Zuber rating? It's 4.69. <laughs> oh! <laughs> you know who Jeez. will get to play the granny next year at the MCG? We'll get Midnight Oil, mate, just for you. I liked it. Ooh. Right. Hey, let's put someone in the Nuffy jar. It's always good when we don't need to leave the room, Richo, for the Nuffy Jar, because our man, it's glad it's not Brownie, he's just started to... Um, 
But he's, he's, you know where he's gone, Hummer, where you really fear to tread at the moment when you start... Uh, <laughs> uh, when you start putting up tweets that relate to COVID and countries living again, and this he's was just me. getting a little upset. So about he's put, that. of course, Eddie's the footage is Mac, Brownie's put up uh, Virginia Tech, their fans when, good, when they come it? out, they they come out to enter Sandman, yeah. and the stadium just rocks and rocks. No mask to be seen anywhere. And so Brownie's put up a picture of it with this is what a country living looks like. Yes. And they've how were the responses to that one? <laughs> Well, Matt, I reckon there was 20% of people who were supportive and, yeah. and loved it and 80% of people who were happy uh, with doing nothing at the moment yeah. who were very, very, very Jealous. aggressive coming back the other way, like really aggressive. aggressive coming back the other way. But All you were saying is you want to live again. Exactly. And that our country, wrong. it wasn't a race to get our vaccinations done, but it turned out it is a race. And maybe we, uh, if we had have got our vaccinations, we'd be living like that it's just, a little bit more. It's a dangerous place to it do it. Like, people get upset. Fear but you know the what was left on well, Twitter? I'll tell you. Know you. What was, uh, the thing that surprised me that after I tweeted that, then someone would tweet back either in support or yeah. against me. But then they'd have a war underneath it, and like I wasn't yeah. even responding. But like eight different people with all these <laughs> like differing opinions, and they're and they're calling each other names, oh, no. and like I was like, it was quite entertaining yeah. at the end. But it's, it's just a, a, it's a cesspool. It's a swamp. It it's is a swamp, and just don't fire and up if the you want to, Don't tweet that often. And if you want people to come at you, just tweet something about COVID at the moment. Yeah. Well, correct. Because you unfortunately, well, I saw a tweet like pumping up Dan Andrews how good of his leadership he was yesterday. I was almost gonna. Tweet something Don't back the other there. way. Nah, it's it. it's just not worth it because it's unfortunately that segment of society, especially that uh, that sort of a strong voice, those, haven't they? Those that lean perhaps to the left, they on Twitter they're not the most um, considerate of other opinions, and they mm. certainly let you know about it. Anyway, uh, let's give some votes out. All right. Richo best. Brownie Hummer of the week as we just recap the uh, uh, the best on there. The Bont on 15, Jeremy Cameron 8, Clayton Oliver 8. The AFL, they did not f- poll a vote last year on 7. Christian Petraka on 7. He can't Darcy be beaten, Bont, even seven. if Clayton Oliver gets uh, all the votes now. Well, for the worst, well, you, you, you suspect West Coast certainly won't be getting any. Kilda won't be getting. Carlton won't be getting any. Collingwood won't be getting any. Fremount won't be getting any. So it looks like West Coast have won it, but... Let's still cast our votes. The best. I gave one to Zach Tui. What did Geelong need coming into the game Friday night, Nathan? Bit of good use, bit of run. And that's what he did. 31 touches, four direct goal assists from Zach Tui. The top three kicks in the game. He's a great player. I love him. I gave two to Bailey Smith. Oh, yes. They needed goals from the midfield. Waitman goes off. He went forward a little bit more. Kicked three goals, 28 touches. And uh, the Cats needed a big game from the Tomahawk. Sam Taylor had towed him up last time they Tailed played. Towed him up. And he had five goals and 19 possessions. We gave one vote to Jack McRae. I thought his 39 possession game was yeah, extraordinary. Good. And he used the ball so well. Kicked a big goal in the last quarter to get How them going as well. kicking at the moment? Yeah, it's a lot Jack better than McRae. what it was. Two votes to that man, Tom Hawkins, you just spoke about for the same reasons you did. And I gave three votes to Bailey Smith. I thought 26 disposals, three goals. He was the most dangerous man on the ground and he got paid no respect by the Brisbane midfield. Worst? Look, I don't like getting political because as oh, Nathan found out uh, in the nuffy jar, if you get pl- – I gave one to ScoMo. You know what? Oh, so did I. You know, hey. because I, I even if he was allowed to travel you to don't. Sydney, you just – don't do it. Father's Day, there's a lot of people separated from families at the moment. I mean, that ridiculous situation on the Queensland border where people are passing. Yeah. yeah. ScoMo, just don't go to Sydney. Just stay in Canberra. Who's his PR guy? 
It just he's wasn't crap. People I know. in the public eye are held to account more yeah. and need to live to the standards more, and, and he didn't. Particularly do it. with the frustrations at the moment, I just don't reckon I would have got on that plane. Um, I've given two to the AFL. I reckon day grand final. I've already gone over oh, yes. that today, and. Brisbane needed Big Joey to stand up, and unfortunately, um, Alex Keith was just far too good the other night. Gave one to ScoMo for the same reasons, Matthew. Ooh. Very, very careful. <laughs> <laughs> Two to Daryl Danaher and three to the umpiring. I thought they over-umpired they? the finals. I thought there was way too many free kicks paid. And I don't want to just let it go, but there was just so many free kicks paid. The, the, the dogs got the best of the free kicks. Some of those free kicks were ridiculous. That out-of-bounds... Deliberate out of bounds oh, yeah. or not attempting to get it in. Caleb, uh, Daniel. Caleb Daniel won. You just got to have a feel for the game. Uh, did you see Razor didn't get a prelim gig? Razor Ray. Does that mean he's yeah. out for grand final as well? Like well, if you, you don't get prelim, I don't reckon if you don't get a job prelim day, you're not umpiring the granny, are you? Interesting. He'd be flat, Razor. Mm-hmm. He would. Um, forgot what I was going to say. Hypotheticals next. <laughs> I had, I did have. She's tired, mate. Are you kidding, mate? I got four kids. It's been oh, you can't just use it's a hard kid's been up looking at the uh, crypto all night. I reckon. How, how had crypto fair overnight? I heard bitcoins. Oh, overnight. it was a bloodbath overnight. But one of my coins, which is fed, well, you only talk about the yeah. ones that go up. You're, right. only one you're like a up. punter that never loses. <laughs> exactly. You're, it was I the just, only you one just that went up. Your wins. I don't, I don't. I'm not making it up. You can check it. It was thirty percent up yesterday. Yeah. but What about the ones that lost? Uh, you must have had a few go down, though. There's a few go down, no. Matt, but, you know, it's all swings and roundabouts. <laughs> Mick Wall, a former colleague of ours, Mick Wall, hey, if you just listen to him, you'd think he'd never made a losing bet, and I can assure you he made a lot because all he would ever do is talk about his winning bets. You know, the best thing he ever did was marry Kylie. She Agreed. Wonderful. I, I, I 100% like agree. Batting so far yeah. above his average Michael Wall, and he's really fallen on his feet there. He gets mention on here a bit, doesn't he? Does. We, love, we, love like that's, we love Mick. It's a traitor <laughs> left us for our, our largest competitor. Uh, um, all right, hypotheticals. You know from 48 hours from now, exactly 48 hours, an enraged elephant is going to appear outside your house or wherever you are. An enraged elephant. Yes. That's nasty. And it's not going to stop until it kills you. Or you can trap it or yeah. you kill it, okay? So yeah. what, what would your plan be? An enraged so elephant. So you know for, you know the exact minute, 48 hours exactly from now. So you can plan to the second when this elephant appears. What would your plan be? Well, mate, I'd be ringing some mates in construction and I'd be getting them over to do some building work out the front of my house, build a barricade. No, you don't. you can be anywhere. You don't have, it doesn't have to be outside your house. Or it appears in front of it me. It appears wherever you are at that moment, it appears. Well, I'm... I'm we don't want to upset the animal people. You know what I do? I feel like there's no There's no, there's no other option here. <laughs> if it's going to kill you, you need to try and do something. So would you, I, yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know like, what maybe I'd do? In a no, 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 you know what you could launcher. do, Nathan? Well, you could, I'd go and hire a... I'd, go and, I'd ring the uh, Australian Army and I'd hire a tank for 48 <laughs> hours. I'd just oh, sit there. <laughs> They're just leasing tanks, are they, the Army? Well, they go and get a zookeeper... And catch it. Nah. Well, that's what I, I actually thought. And they take it. You could start somewhere in a really small room where it gets stuck, like a stairwell. Nah, I, I'm, I'm getting the tank. I'm, go, I'm ringing up the army. How, I don't, I don't know how available tank. tanks are for lease. I reckon you could get a tank. Someone would privately own a tank and you could hire it. Yeah. 
I do like that idea. That in a big paddock and a rocket launcher or a small little area where it gets stuck. If it treads on a tank, it's not squashing a tank. Or maybe just ring the zoologist and say, mate, there's going to be an elephant down here at this point. I need you to no. come down with all your people and take it back to the zoo. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's going to kill you. Like no. it's, it's it's in rage. It, it's you asked what I could do and there's like... 10, 12 people taking this thing onto a truck. Taking yeah, it back I think it might be more than that. Well, they have tranquilizers for elephants. You just get the tranquilizer. Yeah, you need a lot. Mm. Yeah. They have a rocket launcher of tranquilizer. Okay, what would chairs look like if our knees bent the other way? What? What would chairs look like if our knees bent the other way? They'd look the same. doesn't matter. I'm trying to think. I didn't really think this one through. No, if they bent upwards. I oh, know that would that would You'd be the still same. sit on it, and your legs just pointing up in the air instead of pointing to the ground. <laughs> you didn't think about that. No, I didn't. I got that from Reddit. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> and I think you've rolled with that one before too. You have actually, I? You know what? You wouldn't need legs on. Have shows. I rolled with that before? I think you have. Yeah. Ah, uh, and I, I feel like I've rolled with the next and one. I think we had the same response last time as well. Ah, uh, well then I think I've done the next one because well, I must have on the then. same page. We'll do it then. What would you wear if you had to wear the same outfit for the rest of your life? Have we I'd done wear, that? We have done that. No, that's well. good. Have we had that? No, I, we haven't. I, I can't remember. Same, what would you wear, Nath? Probably a pair of trackies and a T-shirt and some yeah. Would you go sneakers? trackies? I'd feel a bit slobbish in trackies. I'd go a like pair Like you of, can't change, ever. I'd, I'd go a pair of just normal blue jeans, pretty stock standard. I wouldn't go a T-shirt because in winter I'm going to get cold, so I'd go a long-sleeve T-shirt, jeans and a long-sleeve T-shirt. Long-sleeve T-shirt? Well, you know, like long T-shirt, t-shirt material. Like a skivvy? No, T-shirt material but with sleeves. So I get a bit of warmth in something. You're wearing one now. I'm in a jumper, I guess. Yeah, but it's a thin jumper, something like that I'd wear. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd probably go definitely jeans. I'd be, like, I know, Brownie, you're in tracksuits now. Yeah, stretchy uh, chino which, maybe. Which is straight. Yeah. yeah, I think jeans, a T-shirt and, yeah. a, and, a, and a Cobra. But you need a bit of warmth in winter. Would you say you'd wear a T-shirt, would you? Yeah, I don't get cold. Oh, it doesn't get cold now. I see, I do There's not get cold. There. I was I was walking. I was going for a walk. It was freezing the other day. This old lady says, "Don't oh, you cold?" I said, "No, I don't get cold." She's like, "Oh, Why are you wearing a jumper today then?" And jeans. Uh, no, today. I had a t-shirt on. I had this a t-shirt on, and I had this perfectly round oil patch somehow on it. So I had to put this jumper. So on. Brownie, he has a shot of whiskey every, every day. Every morning, he got a sports scholarship and a music, music scholarship, scholarship to a private school. He doesn't get cold. No, he loves. Planes, trains. I'm an enigma. <laughs> hey, he doesn't like tomato sauce. Hate tomato sauce. Hey, can I give a little yeah, plug here before do. we go? I know you got to get going. A mate of mine's doing a great thing. It's for men's health, and obviously we're all, you know, we're all conscious of this space at the moment. Yep. What everyone's going through. So check it out. The Dad Bod uh, Project on Instagram. You'll find it easy. Hashtag Dad Bod Challenge. It's just about for the month of September, getting getting together with your kids and just doing some exercise, Ooh. spending time with your kids and getting healthy. And I think it's pretty important at the moment. So Pretty check it out. Video sent me one of them. He did, yeah. Oh, good. Very, very important. You, As get, out, you get out and play soccer with your kids, mate. No, just get yeah, out yeah. and be active with your kids. It's what it's all right, about. And the, it's the weather and for so it. So if you get challenged to do it on Instagram, just or, go out and do then it. Then so, you send it to other people. Yeah, tag yeah. someone else in. Tag three of your mates in. Just get men active, but yep. get active with your kids. Get them involved as well. Yes, yep. it's the season for it. 20 yep. degrees here in Melbourne, 24 degrees day next week. That is very important, as is going to get the vaccine. The quicker you get the vaccine, the quicker we are out as the weather gets nice. Good luck on the punt. Most importantly, gamble responsibly.